It is one of the highlights of the year for people who are helping families deal with Alzheimer's and dementia. And a lot of research information is coming out during this week-long meeting. And we are delighted now to be joined by Sarah Murphy. Sarah is vice president of programs for the Alzheimer's Association of Greater Pennsylvania. Sarah, it's always good to have you on KDKA. How are you? I'm wonderful. It's great to be here. Big Thank week. You. Big, big week for you, isn't it? Give us some of the highlights of some of the things that have already come out this week as it relates to Alzheimer's, including yet another drug that looks like it is showing some promise to slow the progression of the disease. That's the second one now that has uh, has basically moved ahead, right? So exciting. I would say highlights sum this up this year for the Alzheimer's Association International Conference is making greater advancements and more effective treatments uh, for those in the earliest stages of Alzheimer's disease and diagnostics, exciting uh, information regarding NIA and the Alzheimer's Association and revising clinical guidelines for Alzheimer's disease. There were some initial studies looking at um, plasma-based biomarkers that are having some excellent diagnostic performances and really being able to, to understand better even risk reduction and the importance of volunteering and how volunteering can help boost your brain health. And the last thing I'll highlight is the first ever U.S. county level Alzheimer's prevalence, um, that now we can see the prevalence of Alzheimer's disease specifically in communities. So really, this is an important time for us to celebrate the advances of treatment, more information about risk reduction, and also prevalence in the communities nationwide. Really want to talk to you about the volunteering, but I can't leave that prevalence data uh, alone because I know that came out earlier this week. Is there some way that from looking at that, they may then look at causality or is it simply a matter of where people of a certain age range happen to I mean what can, what can we gain from having a prevalence t- uh, table of data I love this question so the research really it helps us to suggest that there's specific right combination of demographic characteristics in these counties of higher prevalence so we know that age is a well established primary risk factor for Alzheimer's. So we look at the age of more individuals over the age of 65 in those particular counties. Mm -hmm. So older average age, and then the higher percentages of black and Hispanic residents. So we know that black Americans are twice as likely to have Alzheimer's other dementias than older white Americans and older Hispanics are one and a half times as likely. So we start to see some of that disparities, but really it's age, Uh, looking at Black Hispanic residents and really that risk. And so this county data really helps to raise awareness and really the urgency of the crisis in specific communities where we see higher proportions of those demographics. I told you I want to talk volunteerism, but another one here. Have you been able to sort of get into the county-by-county data for Pennsylvania at this point? And are there things that you just say, wow, that one really, really, really came out of left field? I didn't see that one coming. Right. So I would say here locally, local Alzheimer's disease prevalence, if you look at Allegheny County, 
it's one of the highest in the Commonwealth. So Allegheny County prevalence of Alzheimer's dementia and people 65 and older. It's also an overpopulation, though, in Allegheny County, right? I mean, so wouldn't that make sense? It makes sense, right? So 11 percent. You have Philadelphia, Delaware County is at the, at the highest rate. But if you think about it nationwide, you know, you're looking at the highest is, is uh, Miami, mm-hmm. Dade County, Florida. You see in the southeastern part of the country. So you see where there's more, you know, people that are saturated older adults, right. uh, to your point, and also um, the disproportionately those demographics. Uh, with larger black and Hispanic populations. Interesting. So then as we get on to the new research that literally was just released today in terms of talking about volunteering as an adult and the benefits that it can have in relation to brain health, help us to understand what sort of findings this, uh, what it does, what it says, and what we learn from it. Right. So volunteering later in life. So there is a a study just released this morning um, that suggests that may protect volunteering later in life, may protect the brain against cognitive decline and also dementia. And so there was a new study of nearly about 2,500 ethnically and racially diverse uh, U.S. older adults. So they found that better memory and executive functioning, so the ability to think, plan, manage, and to reason, among those who volunteered in the past year. And so really what that shows is that the researchers found that volunteering was associated with higher scores on those tests for executive functioning and verbal um, episodic memory, so recall information. Um, And what's interesting is that those who volunteered several times per week had the highest levels of that executive functioning. And so, you know, this study shows the association, um, the correlation between the two things, but it doesn't necessarily prove that volunteering is going to protect your memory, but it does show that it does improve good cognition and more people, right, are likely to volunteer um, knowing that people with good cognition typically do volunteer. And so this really shows the importance of continuing to engage continuing to stimulate their brain cells. Typically, if you're volunteering, you feel good about doing something and having purpose. So I think that goes back to uh, brain health and healthy aging. Volunteering is one aspect of that that we talk about with the Alzheimer's Association. So it's exciting now to start to see some preliminary studies that are studying that volunteerism could potentially boost one's brain health. Sarah Murphy joining us, Vice President of Programs, Alzheimer's Association, Greater Pennsylvania. Sarah, doesn't that also kind of go hand in hand with, you know, things about, you know, uh, seniors or older Americans who are looking at playing uh, a game like Sudoku, for instance, or playing Wordle or, or word searches or crossword puzzles, that that is also going to help? Doesn't that same sort of suggestion of volunteerism, being involved, being active, being part of something else, don't those sort of go hand in hand? Absolutely, because if you think about volunteer activities, you think about um, they're containing different elements of activity, mm. right? So it's that socialization. It's that overall positivity about making those personal contributions, um, you know, whether it's uh, health-related, charitable, um, whatever is meaningful to that individual. Because typically if we're going to volunteer for something, we have personal passion. You're invested uh, in it, right? You like- care about it, sure. 
care about it. And so that overall could lead to overall overall health and mental health. And so I think this new data encourages, hopefully, individuals of all ages and backgrounds to engage in the local community and volunteering. Uh, because again, it doesn't just benefit that person, it benefits the community. Um, and so as you can imagine, the Alzheimer's Association has tons of volunteer opportunities, but hopefully it motivates people to think about, well, what are you passionate about? Get out there, get moving, right? Get stimulated. Um, so volunteer activities really does um, help stimulate the brain um, and also stimulate that overall feeling of purpose and positivity. Really some remarkable findings coming out, and it always seems to during this week as the international group is getting together to talk about what they continue to learn and teach each other about dealing with Alzheimer's, dementia, and, uh, and cognitive decline. Sarah, thank you very much for being here on KDKA. Thank you so much for having me.